0: Hi, I'm Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love doing. And I'm here with my buddy, Jason Medberry. Hey, how's it going? It is going. And I just want to show so much appreciation to my listeners. Thank you so much for the reviews. It's so great to hear
1: what you think. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah, no, we love... Hearing what you think. We also, you know, we're open to suggestions. If there's topics and things you want us to talk about on the podcast, feel free to email us. We would, you know, we would love to, you know, if there's a topic where you're like, oh, I wish they would talk about this or that, hit us up, social media, email, whatever. We will we yes, will absolutely we, talk about it.
0: 100% except on how to lose weight. I have no idea. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, exactly. <laughs> have,
0: I've been Weight Watchers since I was a fetus. and. <laughs> I just have no idea. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. And we're into 2020. And this is the question that uh, we need to ask ourselves. I am not talking about New Year's resolutions because, Mm. you know, they're BS. But I just want to talk about what's next. Mm. You know, it's like that. And that's a powerful word, isn't it? Like, oh. You've come out of a bad relationship. You've had some career letdowns. Mm -hmm. You don't know your purpose in life. It's like to say that word loudly is so powerful. Next.
1: Yep. What's next? And then
0: open yourself up for what is next. And sometimes that's really difficult, especially if you've gotten successful making a living doing something that is no longer meaningful to
1: you mm yeah so it starts to burn up even if especially if you put a lot of time and energy into it you know we're not just talking like five, six months we're talking about 10, 15 years you know you've been in it for a while and then suddenly it's like okay the thrill is gone and what's next? What do I do now?
0: Exactly. it's just like it's really hard for artists, especially when they get so successful. For doing something, mm. it's like Magritte, the you know impressionist painter, and mm-hmm. he paints those clouds. And it's like, gee, what's going to be in his next painting? Uh, <laughs> clouds,
1: yeah. right? It's like my problem with Tom Hanks is going to be, oh, it's another movie where he solves the problems with American good old American gumption. It's like, yeah, I've seen this eight other times already. Right,
0: but right. Admittedly, his
1: stuff is still bringing people into the theater and still making money and still winning awards. So. Fine, I have nothing against that. And obviously, he enjoys doing that kind of stuff because that's the roles that he's picking.
0: Yeah, or like, what's the artist with the melting watches?
1: Oh, Dolly?
0: Dolly. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you get like millions of dollars and you've got watches melting on tree trunks. You're going <laughs> to, gee, maybe I'll put a melting watch in my next painting. And I think we see comics do this all the time. Mm. And their first Netflix, HBO comedy special is killer. Yeah. Because they have spent the last at least 10 years gathering material, honing that material, and then putting that material out. And it's always killer. And that's why it's so impressive mm. when somebody does what's next, they absolutely reinvent themselves. Mm. And how do you do that how especially when that thing is making you money
1: exactly well one thing that, that we were kind of talking offline a little bit earlier about was you know when someone's new when they come out even though they've probably been working for 10 years plus they finally get their shot they're new to the to the public so suddenly that popularity has this little bit of extra stuff on it because it's a new thing and people love new stuff if you discover a new comic like if i watch a a comedy special of someone i've never heard of and they absolutely slay me i'm on my you know i'm on you know social media i'm texting my friends i'm like have you seen so-and-so's blah 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 but when it's their second or third special down the row you know the question becomes do they just go deeper into the kind of content that they've already done or do they literally need to come out like like Lady Gaga and A Star is Born to where each song she does in the movie, she looks completely different and the style of song is completely different. And it's like, wow, look at that, how much range and ability this person has. You know, when do you need to make that choice of, OK, do I need to go deeper into the thing that I'm doing now or do I need to redesign and re, you know redo like a Madonna-style, you know, change Seinfeld
0: did that, and he documented that in in his uh, movie about comedians, where he, uh, I think it's I'm Telling You for the Last Time was the name of it. Oh, okay. You can look that up. And it's worthwhile watching because here's a guy, and, you know, us comics, when we get our 60 minutes, Mm -hmm. and we get that baby honed, and it's Mm. purring, and we know exactly where the laughs are landing, and then we we get it even more perfect, get the laugh sooner, and we take, should we use the word a or the? Hmm, let me think about that. And then we get the exact wordage, and we work so much, and here he uh, felt that, Seinfeld felt that this act was killing him. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, and and we all feel this way, uh, Of those of us doing live performing and making a living from it, is the repetition of it can kill us Mm. it's just the same thing and it becomes like you're working in a factory i got to put the you know nut on the screw every day the same thing and there are no more challenges Mm. there's no surprises but on the other side of it is that fear of nothing and anybody who has tried out new material on stage when they're a comic feels that you, you you know you're everything's working everything's working you're coming up to the new piece and it's like mm-hmm. oh no oh my Here god i'm go. coming up to i'm coming up there and then all of a sudden the last stop and then oh i'm gonna cling to then i gotta go back to my old material yeah. so it's it's really an act of courage to have the next thing you do be something different mm.
1: yeah it's funny because like that's literally I was just watching uh the new season of marvelous mrs Maisel, and they have that exact thing with the uh with jane lynch's character where you know she wants to do something different so badly uh, so badly and then when it gets when she gets her shot she goes back to the old rope because she's just she doesn't have the courage to go i'm gonna you know i could prove to everyone that i could do this but I have this safety net over here and that safety net is huge. Like knowing that you've got material that kills all the time, knowing that, and then walking out on that ledge when there is no net underneath you and committing to it. That's a huge, that deal. was
0: genius. I have to m- write that down, get Jane Lynch uh, on this. I know her
1: <laughs> Jane Lynch, on Jane
0: the- Lynch. We have to, we have to get her on the power purpose podcast oh, and, awesome. and I know she'll, I know her. And, and uh, I, whoever wrote, that um, character arc really knows what it's like to be a performer, mm. and I think it was based on Phyllis Diller. You oh, know, really? I think it was because she's, you know, Phyllis Diller um, was a beautiful woman, but mm. she put on the fright wig, she tied, yeah. bind her breast down, and she assumed that character. And uh, she was a wonderful, wonderful person, very talented. And I think then in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, they have her do something different and she just resorts to doing the old shtick. And the the most aggravating thing is, it's something that
1: she wanted to do. It was a change that she was going to make that she demanded and drove a bunch of people crazy trying to do. That's what she wanted to do and when the metal hit the meat she did not pull the trigger. She 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 jumps back to the old thing and because it's safe. And that's probably another thing about, you know, why people are so nervous about taking that next step or that next change or up leveling or whatever you want to call it is because you get super comfortable with that net underneath you
0: 100% and personally I know this this last uh, when my book came out the message of you I you and I created that online university mm-hmm. themessageofyou.com and it was very successful and what what were we? T- that was seven years ago.
1: Was that seven years? Oh ago? my God! Oh it was my seven God! Seven years
0: ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so this is what always happens to me: is okay. It was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, we launched the careers of a lot of speakers, mm-hmm. and then I said to you, Jason, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bringing in money. Mm-hmm. It's successful, but I can't. I. I, yeah. It's not singing to
1: me. It's time for what's next. And know? then
0: you have to go. I also have had a lot of people pass away. This this year has been tough with a lot of people uh, dying, and then you, which makes you think, you know, life is finite, and if not now, when? Mm-hmm. And it's not that. What's hard to do is when you don't know what your next is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, right? when you have zero, no, I like, because there's some people who are like, I want to do this, but I also want to try this and this, and I want to see where this goes. Like they have this kind of sort of light blueprint of things that they want to do. And that's actually a much easier transition to go, especially if you're redesigning what you're doing, because you, uh, you've you been thinking this has been cultivating in the back of your mind. The scariest one is like, I know this is what I don't want to do anymore. But I don't know what the next thing that I want to do is. Right. You know, that's that is like because you're you're basically at a, you know, you're just at the cliff edge right there. It's
0: yes, there's a, a tarot card of the fool, mm-hmm. and he's just really happy and he's stepping off the cliff. Yep. And the whole thing with I know the tarot is that you go through the whole journey and you come back to the fool card, which is the number one card and also the last card with. Do you still have the willingness to step off that cliff? Mm. And, you know, I, every comic you talk to, if you watch Jerry Seinfeld's, um, you know, comics in the car, co- in, yeah. in the car game. Comedians getting co- in Cars Getting Coffee. Coffee, yeah. Uh, they all talk about the Salad Days as the time they were most alive and creative. Mm. You know, because once you get famous and once you get successful, it becomes extremely repetitious Mm -hmm. and you get comfortable so I'm asking you listeners are you willing to do something daring this year yeah are you willing to create a space in your life where you let go of something not even knowing what's coming into your life Mm. you know because nature pours a vacuum Mm -hmm. and now that I let go of um teaching other people mm-hmm. i i finished my book the new comedy bible and i also wrote a workbook and you know the first thing i'm going to do mm. is i'm going to be my own reader i actually wrote oh. it for myself because i'm thinking now about getting back to stand up mm. and i also wrote a one person show mm-hmm. and as someone who's spent so many years helping other people mm-hmm. I went. "Mm, My next is my turn.
1: Yeah, it's me.
0: And 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 you can't do it unless you clear out space for that. mm -hmm. We did it. We did. Yeah, we talked about creating space. Yeah, creating the space. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do it when all my energy, and especially a lot of women are this way. They're caretakers. Mm -hmm. You know, let me help you do this. Let me help you know your kid do this. Your husband do that. You know um what do you want what do you want what do you want and we're always asking other people what they want and i think there has to come a time in everyone's life where you are on your life purpose of doing what is you want Mm -hmm. not to help another person but to do it for yourself Mm -hmm. for your absolute creative expression and if you do it right, you should be very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right. Well, that's
1: that actually leads to my my next question about okay, let's say you've had that first round of success. You've had that first thing you you you've experienced that the, I'm the new kid on the block. I people like me because I'm good and I'm new, so that gives me so, so now it's time for me to deliver the second act, the second inning, the second whatever, the the next chapter in the thing how do I know if I should redesign myself or if I should just go deeper into what I'm already doing? You know, when, when do you make that, that separation? Because, you know, there are people who like, I we talked about uh, Daniel Sloss uh, on one of the episodes and I am a huge fan of his. And I watched his first two comedy specials that were on Netflix, which mm-hmm. may not have been his first ones. I don't know. But the most recent one that's on HBO, it's still the Daniel Sloss I know, but he went, deeper he went much deeper into i guess you could say the darkness to to do his to do his special uh versus some other people who you'll watch and it's like watching a brand new comic it's a new person you know after the in the next special they look entirely different they've changed you know they do like a carrot top change where now they're like super muscular and they've cut their hair and it's like it's like whoa what happened to the guy i saw before you know this is not what i was expecting oh my god Um, carrot top is doing shakespeare yeah exactly you know it's like when george carlin did his changeover from being very very sort of like the corporate friendly late night talk show comic into the angry dressed in black with the ponytail you know thing that you know yeah. there was there had to be a, a moment where they're like do I go deeper have I gone deep enough into where I am or do I need to completely redesign and explore new areas
0: well first let's look at this let's look at the s- steps because we like to give people mm-hmm. specific direct a lot of people in the comments have said they really liked our <laughs> practical steps yeah So let's just look at this. The first step is to let go of something. Mm -hmm. I think that has to be the first step, Mm -hmm. is to let go of... And I'm not saying, like, quit your day job and let your family starve. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying you have to... You only have a certain amount of time. Let go of something that's not working for you. Mm -hmm. Just let it go. And then I think the second step... Is something that we uh, talked about in, uh, I think it was the last podcast or one. It's like the in between period. Yep. Was,
1: yeah, I was like, I think that's two ago. Yeah.
0: Okay. So um, finding your purpose in life and living on purpose is not like uh, the jungle gym where you swing from leg to leg to leg. Oh, to yeah.
1: From one bar to the next. Yeah.
0: Right. Is that um, swing mm. without getting to the next bar? Mm hmm. It's that's the hardest part and also the most painful, Mm -hmm. because you're just swinging, and it's like and there's a nothingness to it, Mm -hmm. and until you can truly allow yourself to experience the void, Mm -hmm. um, if you're too quick to fill the void, and you're too frightened of the void. You might fill it with something somebody else wants you to fill it with. Oh, okay. Or um, it comes from anxiety and insecurity. Yeah. Right? Because there's nothing more insecure than nothing. Mm-hmm. It's a horrible feeling. Yeah. Or when people have nothing to do, well, I need to watch TV. I need to go out. I need to drink. I need to get stoned. Mm-hmm. I need to do something to fill that nothingness. Mm-hmm. Well, Try hanging a little longer with it. Yeah. And have faith.
1: I do like the idea of just letting yourself swing out without knowing where the next bar is or the next thing is. Because the other thing about that swing is you may be out of range to see where that next bar is, and you have to swing out in order to see what that next thing is. Because, you know, sometimes you can't see the forest through the trees. You know, what's right in front of your face, what's happening all the time is blocking your view of seeing what's next. So being able to say, oh, I'm just going to take a swing. I'm just going to give it a try. I'm just going to go out there and and discover and learn. That can be that missing piece that lets you know where that next rung is. And I think uh, another thing about if you are someone who has just, you know, come off of something and you're like, well, do I change what I am or do I go deeper into what I've already done? The question that needs to be asked is, are you uncomfortable? And if you are, then you should probably go deeper, you know, because there's still stuff to be explored. But if you are completely relaxed there is no danger. Everything is repetition. When you do whatever your creative thing is, and you can go into straight autopilot, and you don't even remember what you did or whatever, I think that's when you need to say, all right, what's next? Now, if you're loving it, if you love that autopilot sense, if you love that, if like you were working to get to that stage, that's fine. You don't have to just, every time things start, things get slightly easy. You need to blow up the house. You know, you don't need to do that. But I think one thing is, is, some people decide to do that redesign way too early because oh, you know, I just it's not that this is
0: They do easy. you mean they do it before they're played
1: out? Yeah, they do it before they're played out or before they've they've played out what they need to do within themselves. Like, you know, some people are like, "Oh, you know, I wrote a let's say I wrote a screenplay that was a murder mystery." So I'm like, "Well, my next script can't be a murder mystery because I've already done a murder mystery. I need to write something else." It's like, "No, you could still write another murder mystery and just make a better murder mystery. That's what they <laughs> you know? said.
0: Stephen King talks about that. He talks a lot about writing. Mm-hmm. And when I think he wrote his first book, was it Carrie or was it uh, Oh, I don't know. And I've read his on writing Maybe before. Maybe The Shining, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think it was Carrie. Everybody said, that. okay, when you're getting out of this genre. Yes. Right. And he just went deeper and deeper mm-hmm. and deeper and accepted that And this it took
1: is- years for him to make that step. To doing different type, uh, you know, different styles of writing, because he still had more to explore. He yeah. had there were more demons in the closet to bring out. So you know, so that's another thing about when so, you're yeah, figuring out what's next. It's yeah.
0: there's there's always more there, and I do think what's next going. I see no difference between going deeper and doing something different. Oh really? Because okay. going deeper is doing something different, because you're going to find something different there. Hmm. But I just feel this this space of allowing yourself to be uncomfortable. A lot of people feel they're doing something wrong when they feel uncomfortable. And just know that if you are feeling uncomfortable, stay in that space and explore it. Because that's the place where you can truly find your purpose. If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening and let's find your message and launch your career.